Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 20th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. 20. That's a two and a zero together. I've done this 20 times. I'm proud. (laughs) Welcome to the 20th episode. So my name is Nidia Guiti, and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips on how to build confidence as you transition and maintain your natural hair by way of sharing my own story and I share with you all lessons that I learned along the way. I firmly believe that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. So welcome. Welcome to the 20th episode. I am so excited to be here. This is actually my first solo episode in a really long time. I've been having more features lately because I I just love having conversations with people. I feel like we learn more in community than individually. Yeah. That's a word. I should write that somewhere. (laughs) Somebody put that in the comments and I'll copy and paste or screenshot it. But yeah, I I just believe that we learn more in community because it's one of these things, like as a therapist, um, there's, there's value in meeting with people individually. So let's not downplay that. There is definitely value in having a one-on-one conversation. Most people, I know I'm one of those people, I love connecting with, with folks one-on-one, um, and sometimes I like to be in groups. It varies, right? Balance, diversity. But my preference is really one-on-one because I feel like um, when you spend time with someone and they don't have many distractions around, you're able to really focus on each other or them and learn things about them that otherwise you would not have. Or it would have taken you a really long time. Not not that it would have taken you a really long time, but a significant amount of time would have had to pass for that information to... um, or, or for you to be even privy to that kind of information because you're just not around that person with that kind of consistency. So that's my spiel on talk therapy or individual therapy. Now, in group therapy, I find that there's such value in learning from your peers because when you have a shared lived experience, it does a multitude of things. But to name a few, number one, this, this feeling of isolation or this feeling of like, dang, I'm the only one going through this mess goes away. It's, it's like it, it dissolves away. This affirming feeling, this validation of what I feel, number one, is real. I have every right to feel the way that I feel. And with the information that I now have available, I am now choosing to blank. And whatever that means for you, this is the action that you're now taking. In groups, to share space with other people creates a system um, or a network, rather, of accountability. Where you now have other people that you can rely on to support you. Because the reality is that we're not intended to do everything by ourselves. We're just not. You can try. I've tried it. <laughs> Guilty as charged. It's not possible. 
It's not possible. You're not going you're not going to be the healthiest version of yourself when you like literally go full throttle and do everything by yourself because that is and it's not to say you won't accomplish your goal. You might but you're not bringing your best whole self with you because something else is going to be lacking. Yeah, I had to pause on that one for a little bit because that applies to just so much. So, so much. It's not just limited to hair. It's definitely not just limited to hair by far. So in my in the next episode of this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Shar Dreis, who is my personal hairstylist here in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. I am definitely looking forward to sharing this interview episode with you all. I have learned so much from Shar. Let me just say this, and then we're going to segue to today's topic, um, purple braids. But I one of the things that I can definitely appreciate about Shar, and this this is just, I think, for me, like something that I look for when I'm looking for hairstylists. What am I learning in this appointment that I can now implement into my natural hair care or my natural hair regimen? Because it's not just, you're not just paying for this appointment so that you come out looking nice. I mean, that's great. That's part of it. But there's, I think, an educational piece that, that's very, very important. And I know that my experience with Char has been, I mean, Char in my home salon in New York, um, shout out to H2 Salon in Brooklyn. Um, I've o- I'm always learning at these appointments. And I feel like this is how I've been able to maintain um, healthy hair because I've been learning from stylists and not just I mean, it's been a combination of both. I'm not going to sleep on the concoctions of stuff, but it does help to speak to a hairstylist because they understand the science of hair and they're working specifically with your hair, not just something you saw on YouTube or, you know, Instagram or something like that. Okay, one more update. One more update before we get into the topic of the episode. Well, it ties in together, so I'm going to get to it. But since the last episode, Sis has been featured on a CNN article titled Blackness and Latinidad are not mutually exclusive. Here's what it means to be Afro-Latino in America. And shout out first and foremost to the journalist, Amir Vera, because in my conversation with him, I just remember feeling um, just a lot of emotions coming through and a lot of memories because there's just so much that comes up when we talk about identity. I like words and defining words so that we use them properly. So I looked up the definition. So let's start there. So identity by definition is the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. And identity can be ethnicity, can be race, can be um, religious group. It could be interests. It could be hobbies. It could be so many things, so many categories that exist, right? And in those categories that exist, hair, natural hair, just happens to be one of them. So in in previous episodes, I've shared with you all that in my 
second to last job. So not this current position, which I'm going to tell you about, but in my previous position, I used to work at a community mental health center and I was there initially for two years under a, a federal program where if you work at an approved site for two years, um, it's called the National Health Service Corp. I'll add that link to the to this episode too. And if you work there for two years, um, you get up to $50,000 um, in student loans. And I was a recipient of that program. Whew! Thank you, thank you, thank you. So much gratitude because it helped. And I enjoyed working at that clinic so much that I ended up staying an additional two years. But I bring that up to say that it was the first job that I had interviewed for that I went to the interview with my natural hair and felt confident doing it. Because at that point in my career, I was just like, look, I'm going to have to stay at this place for two years anyway. I want to, number one, like working there, but I also want to just show up as myself. I don't want to, and we've all done it. If you're smiling and you have an inkling of what I'm going to say next, then you are guilty just as I am. We have, well, let me just own, own what I've done. I have, Nydia, I have put all kinds of gel in my hair while transitioning in my natural hair journey. But I would even say like even a few years ago, prior to this most recent job, while I'm interviewing, I would gel my hair down and brush from like my chin to the back of my head and make sure that my edges are laid and that not a single strand is out of place to like a low bun for a job interview because I wanted to look put together. Now, I'm not saying about right or wrong or confident or not confident. This is just playing the game at this point. Or at least that's where I was then. It's like, look, I'm not here to play, you know, into people's biases and whatever. I'm just trying to get where I'm trying to make it through certain checkpoints so that once I make it to the point that I got to get to, then I just do whatever I want. And what is that exactly? After the probation period. If you are laughing, <laughs> if you pause, if you're listening to this episode in a group and you have done this as well, then you are very familiar with what I'm talking about. Now, in this new role that I'm in, and I'm approaching the six-month mark, when I interviewed in this position, so I work now in the space of psychedelic psychotherapy, and the clinic where I work administers um, ketamine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me pause. I need some water. And we're back. Welcome, welcome. So the clinic where I work administers ketamine, and ketamine by nature is not a psychedelic, but... It is um, an anesthetic, and in low doses, it can alter states of consciousness. And when states of consciousness are altered, um, and the way that I look at this in IFS terms, internal family systems, is that our defenses are lowered a little bit. And in that, we're now able to tap into deeper parts of our subconscious that otherwise we wouldn't be able to know of. And there's just so much um, sacred work around tapping into those um, subconscious parts so that we can be more intentional about how we want to show up in the world 
and how we want to be without having, how do I want to phrase this? I guess like the, the pull, like, like an energetic pull keeping you from the thing that you want without understanding or knowing why. So that's psychedelics in a nutshell. I'll talk about it more in other episodes, but I do want to circle back to my experience during the interview process, which is the point that I'm going to get to. I saw someone, one of the people that I was meeting with, purple hair, and immediately it was like, okay, at some point I'm getting braids that are purple or any color at that. Because if this is the vibe that's at the company, number one, this is a place where I want to be. And number two, I've never done this in my professional career. I have never had colored hair in my professional career, ever. So it was just one of those things that I absolutely wanted to try. So boom, I find a braider, um, schedule an appointment, go to the appointment, get my hair braided. I love it. Things are good. And then... I'm working from home, so it kind of goes back and forth. Like, so it's a it's a hybrid, or I'm hybrid right now, rather. Sometimes I'm in the office, other times I'm not, and then the times that I'm not, I'm home. So it's almost like working from home fools you a little bit because you're not really fully dressed, as in the way that you would be if you go into the office. So. You know, that's another conversation. Certain pants are not fitting. Certain clothes are just not fitting in the way that they used to. But my point in all of this is that the first time that I had to go into the office after I got my hair braided is when I noticed that like I was, there were certain things and there were certain things that I was no longer reaching for that I would typically wear to work because I felt that it looked too dressed down now that my hair is purple. I was like, I can't believe I'm even thinking this. But I was. So internal family systems, well, or being an internal family systems practitioner, what do I do? Classic, lean into the discomfort. And I got curious. Why do I feel, or where where does it even come from for me right now? That because I have waist-length purple braids, that if I wear a dress, a, a casual dress, that I don't look put together enough to go to work. And I sat with that for a while, for a long while. So it was definitely a critic for sure. And not even to overanalyze this, it's just like you don't need to think this deeper than what it is. This is plain old conditioning. And the lesson for me in experiencing that this recently is that in your natural hair journey, there's never this space where you arrive, right? It's not like school, for example. Um, Let's just say college. You do four years. You have your first year. You have your sophomore, junior, and then your senior year. Once you complete a certain amount of classes, you get your degree and you're on your way. A journey, like in the psychedelic space, a journey is ongoing. There is no ending per se. 
Now, the way that I like to look at it is that as you learn, unlearn, and relearn things, you elevate to a new space or a new level, whatever that means for you. And now there's something new for you to learn, unlearn, and relearn. And this process is just, it continues and it goes and it goes and it goes. And the distance in which you can go in your journey, it's all on your willingness to explore um, parts of yourself that are comfortable and uncomfortable. So going back to my example or my most recent experience, an uncomfortable feeling came to pay me a visit and I leaned in. And in leaning in, what I learned was that I did a big thing. I did a huge thing because in the in the now 13 years that have passed since my last relaxer, I have, number one, stopped relaxing my hair altogether. Um, I have been patient with myself to learn something that I have not been taught to. I have educated myself in as many ways as I have accessible to me and still continue to learn as much as I'm able. So while I'm on this path to to growing and learning, unlearning and relearning, it is very normal to have moments just like this, where again, a lot of the conditioning of, you know, what's professional, what's not, what's acceptable, what's not, you're going to have moments where that comes back up. When I realized that I did a big thing, it was Oh, yes, the moment of discomfort came, but it also left. I didn't stop doing what I wanted to do in the way that I wanted to do it because the discomfort came. I didn't stop doing what I wanted to do in the way that I wanted to do it because the discomfort came. So it's okay that the discomfort is there. The difference in this season that I didn't have accessible to me earlier on in my natural hair journey is that the moment the thought came to my head, I didn't even act on it anymore. I stopped. I stopped. Whereas now the thought or the idea of the thing that I want to do is there. It grows and I act on it. That's progress. That's huge progress. And this doesn't only apply to the natural hair journey. I feel like this is one of the things I love about the Naturally Ever After podcast because as as I'm learning or in the process of me learning about my natural hair, I feel like I've learned so many lessons that I can apply to other areas of life um, in ways that are meaningful being that with my natural hair, I feel like I've had a lot of opportunities to actively practice how to be present. Don't think about what worked before. I mean, it's, it's a good reference point, but don't don't live there. Don't focus too far ahead. Focus on where you are right now. With where you are in the present moment, what can you do? With where you are in the present moment, what can you let go of? 
with where you are in the present moment, what new skill can you learn? And I feel that my experience has taught me that using, using that frame of thinking has increased my speed because I don't stay in the same space long. And that is progress. So I went from being critical about the braids and how I was dressing to then being like, okay, the feeling is there. I'm aware that it's there. It's not something I need. And it's also not true. That's the gag right there. It's not true. And I can let it go. And I did. So I enjoyed my purple braids. My clients enjoyed my purple braids. <laughs> my staff. I mean, and not that I needed them to like it. Um, it was big for me that I even did it. So now I'm like, I cut my nails down so that I can do my own braids. And now I want to try pink. I want to try green, maybe orange, uh, maybe not orange. Definitely green, blue. Yes, I definitely want to try blue. Um, I want to go to the beauty supply store and just see the colors that are available and kind of Whatever color I'm drawn to, that's the color that I'm going to try next. So for the winter months, you know, our natural hair regimen changes. And this is like protective style season. So I'm going to play around with color um, and extensions or braided colored extensions. So I'm so as I take a sip of water, cheers to this new winter season. And um, shout out to the color that's going to come. So look forward to more waist length colored braids for this winter season and I'll definitely reflect more on future episodes. So thank you for listening and we will chat soon. Bye.